tut, tut. It's time to see time. Tea time. Okay, we're back once again for tea time and with our very first three-time guest, Mr. Marvin Rojas. It's been a crazy month. <laughs> it sure has. Hearing <laughs> these podcasts come out, hearing my voice recorded, and the stories come out, and so many listeners, I was going to say viewers, but there's nothing to view. It's a, it's a listening activity, uh, which is a little better for the, the Ugandan Peace Corps volunteers who have limited internet. Video is a little tough. Streaming streaming's a lot of data. A lot of shillings, a lot of shillings. Um, so today, we're here to hear a wonderful story that I know some of us have already heard uh, little snippets of before, but now we just want to share it with the, the greater community. And uh, that is the story of your bicycle journey, your trek across Uganda, or some portion of it. Um, so what what is uh, what exactly did you do? How, how well, well, first of all, I'll start off with how far was your trek? So the trek was from my, the front door of my village house in Luero, which is in Central District, and went across the entire country all the way to the west to Fort Portal on bicycles. Okay, excellent. Yes. So now, very far, long distance. Uh, a few hundred kilometers. I think around uh, the 300 to 500. I think it's maybe five, 400 maybe on average kilometers. I don't know the exact distance. But safe to say... Far, yes, a good distance, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so, what, what, what's what's the deal? What, why did you uh, go on this journey? Mainly exercise. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, when I first arrived at my site and then did a needs assessment, I realized that one of the biggest things that my site required was resource development. A lot of my students and even faculty members and villagers in the community had never even touched a computer in their lives, let alone understood how to use it. So uh, after a few months at site, I made my secondary project the construction as well as the furnishing of a computer lab for my college. Now, as you know, my college is a private primary teacher's college, so we don't get government funding. We don't receive government funding. and. Instead of, and none of the Peace Corps grants uh, actually funded uh, construction. So I, wasn't, I wouldn't be able to construct a computer lab in, in my village. So instead, I, I went through a different method. And there's this, it's not really a grant, but it's called PCPP grant through Peace Corps. It's a Peace Corps partnership program grant where you... It's, it's pretty much crowdsourcing or crowdfunding, like Kickstarter or GoFundMe, but on the Peace Corps website and regulated through the grant portal. So I actually still had to write a budget. I still had to write about activities that my grant money would cover and accomplish, but the money pretty much all came from donors in Uganda as well as in the United States. So... My community contributed initially 25% of the proceeds or the funds required. So in total, the construction and furnishing would cost $11,000. And I was thinking, that's a lot of money, yes. but let's, let's get it done. That's a lot of money in America, even more money to a Ugandan. Yeah, definitely. I think back then it was 
maybe uh, oh 30 million sh 33 million shillings or something mm -hmm. so a lot of money but fortunately I only had to fundraise about eight thousand four hundred sixty dollars only yeah <laughs> only right um, so I as soon as my grant was approved and posted on the site people could donate through visa through clicking on the link through PayPal and what I did was I posted on Facebook. I made videos. I participated and made my own version of the ice bucket challenge to kind of, but instead, instead, but instead of doing it for, for MS, uh -huh. I instead had it so I didn't nominate people. I just did it just to catch on with that and have people donate through the construction of an ICT lab or computer lab. Around... Was it still buckets of ice? I couldn't find ice or, in the village, but it was okay. borehole water. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Close enough. The borehole water challenge. It was, it was cold, though. It was okay. cold. Okay. Um, so about maybe eight, mo eight, eight months later, I had only raised maybe $1,000 or $2,000. $2, so I was a little bit disheartened. And I was thinking, what are ways I can get people to donate money to this project? Because... The Peace Corps site and the link wasn't as glamorous as GoFundMe or didn't have rewards that I gave people like Kickstarter. So I was thinking, okay, well, what, what should I do? What can I do? And I came up with a plan that was I would bike from my site all the way to Fort Portal right before Christmas and make it turn it into a kind of pledging fundraiser. Mm -hmm. I talked to the country director, Lucine, and she said... Yes, that's good. You need to type up a proposal as well as an itinerary, and you would need to have two people bicycle with you. For security? For security reasons, but also just pragmatically. If one bicycle broke down, someone else could stay behind and the other person could bicycle for help. Okay. Or um, if there was ever a problem, at least one person could go for help, or or one person could remain behind with someone injured. Yeah, good idea. Yes, it was a good idea. I was thinking I'd just do it myself, but I said, okay, this logically makes sense. The hard part was now trying to find two other people to do this uh -huh. with me. I had asked one of my best friends, Ravi, whose site was near Fort Portal, if he wanted to do this with me, and he said yes. And I, and then, well, actually, Paul Sully, the DPT in our Peace Corps office, director of programming and training suggested that I make the third person a Ugandan. Mm -hmm. So I talked to one of my closest Ugandan friends who was my neighbor, Master Godfrey, and I asked him and it was funny, he was digging. I said, would you like to bicycle to Fort Portal with me uh, right before Christmas? It's a few hundred kilometers and he did not ask any questions. He said yes. <laughs> and then continued digging. <laughs> said, That's the spirit. said, great, I'll give you the details later. <laughs> So, um, is, is he like a known b cyclist or he just is very supportive and a good guy? No, the thing is he's not a known cyclist, but he was just very supportive of Peace Corps projects mm -hmm. as well as just, I was his first ever American friend. He was just very happy and very supportive and knew it was for a good cause. So we planned that I believe on December... Oh, uh, geez, I think it was 17th or something around that time, 2014. We departed from my house with backpacks filled with granola, with bread, with peanut butter, with our clothes, uh, laptops and water, extra bicycle tubes, a pump, 
everything you need for a long distance bike ride and started our bicycle journey. So the first day, since we weren't allowed to bicycle near Kampala, we had to bike 70 to 80 kilometers on dirt roads through the central region sub-county um, until we made it to various stops along the way. So every day we would bicycle 70 to 80 kilometers and stay at different Peace Corps volunteers' houses along the way. Huh. And then, sorry, how, so you did this for how many days? It was for, we did it for, we bicycled for four days, but we spent five days on the entire journey. Okay. Wow. So it was, I'd say that it definitely was an adventure. Because the first day, it just felt so new. It felt so awesome being, thinking that we would make it all the way to the western edge of the country from the door of my house. It takes pretty much a full day's journey on a bus or a motorized vehicle. And so the first day, I mean, there were adventures along the way. Um, At one point, while we were bicycling through the village, some random man pushed me off my bicycle. And I got so pissed off at him and I yelled at him in Luganda saying, I'm calling, I got my burner phone out, my really crappy Ugandan phone, and said, I'm calling President Obama right now. Look, there's a plus one, that's the America country code, and he's gonna come and send his police to arrest you. <laughs> and the villagers, uh, they bought my bluff and they said, oh, please don't, you must forgive him. And I said, I am not forgiving him. And we bicycled away. <laughs> So I'm hoping he's still in hiding years later. (laughs) Fearing for his life. (laughs) Um, For his security. Yeah. And it it was... What was inspiring was that it wasn't just me, but I had the support of the entire Peace Corps community. I had my best Peace Corps friend bicycling with me, a Ugandan from my village. So the uh, locals were supporting it. Yeah. And um, Peace Corps volunteers were hosting us along the way. So the first time we stayed in Mitiana town... So after we bicycled the first day on dirt roads, we eventually hit the Fort Portal Highway, which is this nice stretch of tarmacked road, pretty much a two-lane street, but that's called a highway in Uganda, that goes from Kampala all the way to Fort Portal. So we had bypassed Kampala and gotten to the Fort Portal Road. So we bicycle on it, and it was just it just felt epic because we were bicycling on this road, and it was very windy. You could see the transition from the central kingdom the Buganda Kingdom of Uganda to the Western Botoro Kingdom of Uganda. And you got to see the change in scenery. The language changed almost instantaneously once you passed the border between kingdoms from Luganda to Rotoro. Um, and it was, I don't know, I guess when you're on a bus or in a car, you, you don't really appreciate all the trees or all the farms or all the little spots. But every now and then we'd say, okay, let's take a nap in underneath this, you know, glade filled with pine trees. Or let's go stop at this small store and then buy some passion fruit juice. That's the best way to have those opportunities is on a bicycle. Because there's so many times you're in a, a mutatu flying down the road. And you see all these things you may want to stop and, you know, see, and you can't. So a bicycle is the perfect chance to do that. And it, I guess I, I would just, what sustained me was the emotions. I was on such a high just saying, hey, like, I'm, I'm fundraising for this awesome project, Computer Lab. I'm bicycling, which I love, and I'm traveling across the country, and it's all kosher. Like, it's all sanctioned by Peace Corps. I have the support of my community and friends. And... Almost, we there were so many hills. Uh, Western region is very hilly, but 
it was awesome just going to the top of those hills on the bicycle and just looking out at the panoramic expanse of the western Ugandan countryside. Passing through duka towns, passing through tea plantations. At, at one point, we, we stopped in Mubende town, which is home to a 2,000-year-old tree, the Nakayima tree that's very important to, I think it's even older than that, that's uh, very important to the Buganda local religion. It said that the spirit of this woman named Nakayima entered the tree and resides in it. And it's said to be a few thousand years old. So at one point we were there and were in some sort of weird religious ceremony where this grandmother was telling us to chew boiled coffee beans and like turn around and like touch the tree. <laughs> and then she was praying at some point. We were supposed to chant after her. Um, in Luganda, but I couldn't because I kept choking on my boiled coffee beans. Like, I had chewed it, and I was trying to swallow the grits, and it went down my windpipe. Oh. Ow. But it felt cool. It was almost like we got this local blessing, and then we had to pay her a few thousand shillings. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. I, at, at any point during the journey, did you feel like you may not be able to make it? Was there Was there any kind of struggle, or you weren't sure of a destination like for the day or anything? That's a very good question because on the fourth day, um, so we had one more day left afterwards, we were bicycling and I hit a wall where for some reason my muscles were okay but my left knee started hurting every time I pedaled. I, I think I'd overworked it. So I was struggling. We had 10 kilometers left until the next stop and I, I was I said wait we have to sit down I can't do this and I was getting upset because we had maybe 50 more kilometers total to make it to Fort Portal but I my knee was just hurting so much eventually we pushed on and uh, we get to Ravi's house actually so his house was about 40 kilometers away from Fort Portal and his house was one of the stops so we make it to his house and then we we like made some coffee made some bread we just chilled and then um, that next morning was probably one of the best days of my Peace Corps service because we had 40 kilometers left and it was my 24th birthday and we had timed it to become my 24th birthday um, and we reached Fort Portal. And I was reading, I was reading this book called Iger Dreams by John Krakauer, the guy who wrote Into the Wild. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I, the last sentence I read was from the end of a chapter where he's climbing canyon somewhere in the Midwest. And it said, and, and I remember that there was a quote in it that goes something like, and it dawned on me that it was my birthday and there, was, there would have been no other place in the world that I would have rather been. And it was just such an awesome sentence to read making that almost victory lap, 40 kilometers to Fort Portal. And being like, you know, there's, I, I don't know where else in the world I'd rather be than on my birthday finishing this epic bike ride that's fundraising money for the ICT computer lab. And we get to Fort Portal, we get, we had to eat pizza, drink some beer, we celebrate, and we raised through this bike journey um, $2,500. People were donating money and pledging money for every kilometer we had biked. And with that money and that momentum, we were able to raise the rest of the money needed to fund this computer lab. Yeah. A great day of your Peace Corps experience, a great birthday, great cause. It's a wonderful story. It did. I was a little bit manipulative and I did tell people, uh, hey, you know, 
instead of giving me a Christmas gift or care package, donate to this lab. Or, hey, it's my birthday, I'm bicycling to raise money for this lab. <laughs> and kind of like, you know, kind of like guilted people to donate instead of sending me things, but it worked. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you.